what's happening behind the charts yeah. that affects what we see on this chart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people, when we talk about charts, right, a chart is literally a physical manifestation of the human emotions of the market participants. And what I mean by that is like, in the market, you have retail traders like you and I, mm -hmm. right? You have hedge funds. You have, um, you know, a lot, people who have a lot more money than you and I, yeah. right? And they're buying or selling every single day, every single minute of the day. They're buying and selling stocks. When more people buy than sell, the stock goes up and the candle will be green, right? If more people sell than buy, the stock will go down and the stock and the candlestick will be red. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that did dope stuff. Today's no different. Are you successful? A little bit, man. A little bit. A little bit? Something like that. Ah, that type of smile, I know. <laughs> it's real. So we got uh, Quay in the building, man. Long time coming. You should have been here. Yeah, but, man. you know, timing is everything. Hey, man. Say God's timing, man. For sure. Actually, we was in L I was in L.A. with Ronnie, and Ronnie FaceTime. She was like, yo, bro, you got to have Quay on the show. Yeah, I said, yeah. word. Yeah, Ronnie's the homie, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and she makes money through your too right because she was telling me she's like learning yeah, the system yeah we got her set up yeah we got her set up we did a little bit of trading with her um worked with her for a couple of days she's solid cool so the average person i don't i don't even want to frame it that way um do you have anybody that uh that makes a little bit of money all the time yeah so we i mean the way we structure everything that we teach is that you should be looking to make a little bit of money consistently mm -hmm. right uh so that's our, our main focus in the program a lot of people when they get into the trading and investing and things like that they always want to kind of hit these big gains because they see people on social media making big numbers and stuff like that but the goal is really to make consistency over a period of time actually we got um part of our, our community does you know, we call it the spread gang right and it's a part of our group that strictly focuses on an option strategy called spreads, mm -hmm. where um, it's a little bit complex of a strategy. But basically, the idea is that they're able to put up quite a bit of money, but make a little bit of money with like a 94, 95% accuracy. So you're risking, mm. let's say, $20,000, right? But you're going to be making about $1,000 a day, let's say. Um, but it's with like a 94, 95% accuracy. So they've gone on 15, 16, 17 day streaks without taking a loss uh, because the strategy is so low risk. But, you know, like I said, you got to put up a little bit more money. What is the, first of all, why do they have to put up more money for this particular strategy? Yeah, because if you think about anything in life, uh, trading is very similar to anything in life where the more risk, the more reward, right? Uh, the less risk, the less reward. And so if you're doing, dealing with a strategy that's 94% successful, right, you're going to get a little bit of reward. But in order to get that little bit of reward, you have to, you know, have a larger position size, essentially. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So it's everything in life is, is uh, you know, it's kind of like that balance. Gotcha. You know? Here's what I'm going to attempt today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attempt to learn and understand trading. I've done a couple <laughs> interviews yeah. and I get a grasp on it, but not really. Yeah. Only because I guess my mind doesn't work in all those numbers like yeah. that or understanding the trade, I, I still don't necessarily understand trading. Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's really, people say it's a lot of numbers or math and things of that nature, and it's really not, to be honest with you. It's really uh, colors and shapes, you know what I mean? And when we look at a chart. Trading is see, colors and shapes. It's colors and shapes. 
Um, I'll give you an example. You've seen a day trader, right? Mm-hmm. And typically they got what, like a chart on their screen, right? You don't see numbers on the screen, right? You typically are seeing charts, you're seeing lines, you're seeing shapes. And all we're looking to do is identify what shapes give us the highest odds that a trade is going to go up or down, right? And so, like, the way I always put it to anybody else uh, or anybody is trading is basically clicking buttons at the right time. You know, you click the right button at the right time, you make money. Click the wrong button at the wrong time, you lose money, right? Mm -hmm. And so all we're looking to do is utilize the charts and identify different periods of time where the odds are in our favor of the stock going up or the stock going down if we're trading to the downside or looking to sell our stock. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So when you say odds are in your favor, what is happening that's affect what what's happening behind the charts yeah. that affects what we see on this chart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people when we talk about charts, right? A chart is literally a physical manifestation of the human emotions of the market participants. And what I mean by that is like in the market you have retail traders like you and I, mm-hmm. right? You have hedge funds. You have, um, you know, people who have a lot more money than you and I, Mm. right? And they're buying or selling every single day, every single minute of the day. They're buying and selling stocks. When more people buy than sell, the stock goes up and the candle will be green, right? If more people sell than buy, the stock will go down and the stock and the candlestick will be red. Candlestick. Right? Okay, so candlestick is basically, ooh, how do I put it down? It's kind of hard to do without a visual, man. Um, All right, let's... we're going to keep yeah. talking, right? Yeah. But Reese, let's figure out a way so he can cast his thing. screen on that TV. You got your, you got your phone? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to cast yeah. your screen on that TV uh-huh. and we are going to move. Do me a favor. Get behind that camera right there. And I want you to like, do your very best to post yeah, it. Let me see put it go. on that screen. Where's that? Where's the remote at? Cause I, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out today. Yeah, but yeah. you also gotta keep in mind the audio listener. I got you, I got you. So you have to kind of paint the picture of what we're looking at. All right, I'll do my now, best. Like, I have this remote somewhere. Shout out to the audio listeners, man. Yeah, shout out to the audio listeners. So we listen, you, you might want to run over to YouTube for this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so mm-hmm. how's it look? Is he is he doing good? He looks like he's doing terribly. Because <laughs> I I want I want to the reason I'm asked because I, I want to truly have people understand yeah. this, and I have not had someone on the podcast that um that uh, oh, Jay, uh you want to use a laptop that we can actually show so a laptop is better. I mean, yeah, I okay. Go. So while okay, yeah, yeah need, we'll know. do the internet. I'll I'll send it to you. Reese, show Brandon how to move between me and Quay. Just tell him what button to press. Congratulations, you're a producer. All right. <laughs> so if yeah, so so if he's talking, he's gonna be on whatever one I'm not on, and then vice versa. Okay. Yeah, do the laptop, bro. Or, or so the, he's gonna go grab a laptop. Yeah. In, in the meantime, go to trading view. Yeah. In the meantime, I want to so go to go to Quay's. Hit the three if one is highlighted. Look at that. Oh, yeah. you did, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. So if he's talking, go to that one. Right. Just go back and forth. Just keep your hand on the button. All right. So tell me a little bit about how you got started while we uh, uh, sit here and watch you yeah, yeah, get yeah. this money. This so, is exciting. All right. So uh, we got started, or I got started um, in trading primarily for my dad. Right. My dad's a software engineer. Um, 
And I was like always in trouble in school. I right. was one of those kids. And uh, I was home from, from school. I was suspended for like six months. Basically mm. the rest of the school year pretty much. So I was sitting at home and, you know, he was on the computer kind of working through some investments. And I went through and started asking him questions. I was actually submitting my homework because he was making me do homework in the house, you mm. know. Uh, and so after I gave him the homework, I was asking him about the stock. So he started to, you know, kind of saw I was taking an interest in it. And um, yeah, he just started talking to me about so you were it. investing in stocks me. first? Yeah, his first first thing I did, first thing I did, he uh, he actually put like uh, I think it was maybe five hundred dollars into an uh, account for me, and um, it, he bought me MicroStrategy stock at the time because that was like his lane, you know, software, and uh, me thinking I was smarter than you know than I was, right? I'm like, man, MicroStrategy is boring. The stock doesn't really move like that, so I went to go find the most expensive thing I could think of, which was diamonds, mm-hmm. right? So I type in diamond in the um, in the I'm sorry, real quick. Search. What is MicroStrategy? MicroStrategy is a software company. Okay. Yeah, so it's a software company, kind of like Microsoft. Uh, you know those type of companies. Um, and now and they, you and you're investing in that stock. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Gotcha, right. gotcha, so gotcha. my dad he bought the shares and then he set it in an account. So literally, I, I you know I thought I was you know kind of smarter at the time. So I sold that stock and instead bought a company called Diamond D I M O N. I think it was, but it was literally a, a cigar company. It was a penny stock. It was mm. like. It's like two cents. And then the company went out of business like six months later. I ended up losing all the money. Right. How uh, much was it? It was probably, it's like $500. Okay, gotcha. But it was my first trade up. I was 13. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I was 13 As years old. As a kid, old, so 500, you're rich. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm doing something big. But I'm thinking now, now you know, if, you know, when you, if, any, if anybody out there has like bought penny stocks before or even thought of penny stocks, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to start calculating like, all right, if I buy five, if you know, $500 divided by two cents, I'm going to get 100,000 shares. And if it hits $1, I'm going to be, you know what I mean? So everybody, you start calculating the, yeah, you start calculating the numbers. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, it was cool. But uh, long story short, I started playing around with it for a long time. Um, all throughout high school, uh, started getting into weed stocks back then. This was like 2005, 2006, when weed stocks were penny stocks. So me and my friends used to, you know, we would sell weed, but then we would go. Buy weed stocks, you see what I'm saying? Ah, so, you know, so I like that. And you got quiet yeah, like the cops yeah, was here you know until it's like, yeah, so yeah. we would sell it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. But um, so long story short, in 2008, um, after graduating high school, I ended up getting locked up uh, kind of through that same type of process. Uh, did three years in prison. I came home, had no job skills. All my friends, you know, went to college, stuff like that. I had no job skills. Um, so I moved out to Norfolk, Virginia. I was doing construction. Um, you know, I was literally, like, out at the, uh, you know, like, the day laborer jobs. You know what I'm saying? I was doing stuff like that. And uh, down in Norfolk, the pay is not the best. You know what I'm saying? So we was getting, like, $7 an hour. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I need to do something. You know, I got to do something to, to change this because I'm not, you know, I got a kid on the way. What's going on, family? Listen, we are all in the communication business. Did you know you can lose a deal or not get the promotion simply because you said something incorrectly and you just don't seem confident or you don't sound like an authority when you're writing? I'm telling you, grammar is important. I have something for you, okay? It's called Grammarly. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions help you communicate confidently and reframe your words to be more positive and productive so your team gets on the same page and projects get done on time. So listen, I am not the best speller. I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I talk. I talk good. But when it comes to writing an email or something like that, I know something's going to be spelled wrong. So I use Grammarly so that when they receive the email, I look brilliant. I look like a genius. Listen, Grammarly Premium's tone suggestions 
take your writing to the next level, keeping you professional as you balance being direct and friendly while finding solutions with your team. Plus, Grammarly has a ton of other great features, advanced spelling, grammar, punctuation, and conciseness suggestions, okay, to ensure your writing is professional, mistake-free, and clear, okay? Listen, the right tone can move any project forward when you get it just right with Grammarly, okay? Go to Grammarly.com forward slash tone to download and learn more about Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions, okay? That's dot com slash tone, T-O-N-E. Um, no skills. Let me ask felonies. you, were you all, how did you do in school? Um, so school, I was a kid that like, I, I, you know, I would always get really good grades on tests, yeah. but I would never do homework. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So I failed all, like all, I, I had like a 0.6 GPA for like a really long time. Damn. It was like, it was less than one. And I asked that question, just see if like, yeah. if you have to be like scholastically mm -mm. intelligent to learn this. No, no, so no. I think no. I'm. I think I'm a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Right. But um, scholastically, yeah, it's never. That's a word, right? It's so funny, Reese. That's a word, right? I'm saying it's it right, right? Am I saying it right? As long as we get. Am I using it in the right context? Scholastically. Yeah. Brandon, that's not a word. Academically, much better. Academically inclined. Yeah, more academically inclined. Yeah. Because I. I, I'm try, I'm hoping that when you show me this, my brain catches brain's it. Gonna get it you, got, you got it? Yeah, Are you logged in? Just yeah. let me let me share. No, no, trade of you, bro. Trade yeah. of you. You gotta you gotta throw it on that screen though. So that um yeah, just uh, share your mirror. You'll see it. Okay, so you aren't like so you 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 can comprehend stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How long have you been trading? I've been trading yeah. actively since two thousand and eight. So, oh, 2000, no, I'm sorry, 2010. So 2000, yeah, 2008, 2009, I was in construction trying to figure out what I was going to, wait, hold on, I'm sorry. I came home in 2012, 2011, 2012. How long, how long are you locked up? Uh, three years. So For two, what? Uh, robbery. It's inspirational, though, to know, like, people <laughs> change. People yeah, no, they do, definitely. People change, yeah. bro. Like, we've all made, like, terrible decisions. I sold weed. I wasn't that good at it, but <laughs> I... I did for a while and I've done some things that I, I am not proud of, Yeah, but, um, through God's grace, I was able to like, and I, I think a lot of it is, and I don't know your story, but I know for a fact, someone was sent in your life. There was somebody there or yeah. like somebody, maybe someone you saw, someone that gave you a word of wisdom who was that you know person? what? To be honest with you, man, like, and I, I also never said this on camera either. But uh, mine was completely a spiritual thing. You know what mm. I'm saying? It wasn't even. It was. It was multiple individuals throughout my time when I was sure. incarcerated. I, you know, the first person who ever I used to get in trouble a lot when I was locked up. So I would go. I'd be sent to the hole a lot when I was still in the regional jail. And um, one time, you know, I I, I got uh, sent to the hole for like three months. Oh, wow. And um, and while I was there, there was a it was one CEO who used to come around. Uh, his name was uh, I think it was Sergeant Ware. No, it wasn't Sergeant Ware. It was one some CEO, one of the CEOs. And he came by. He said, "Man, he said, man, coffee, man. My, my last name is actually Kofi, right? Mm -hmm. And so he'd be like, "Man, coffee, man. Why you always why you always acting up, man? Man, why you always got to you know what I mean? And you always saying the word. You know what I'm saying? You saying it all the time. He said, "Man, you need to, you need to tighten up, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I'm not. I really wasn't trying to hear it at the time." 
Um, so he, he went and he did his shift. He came back around late at night and he, he, um, he put a, uh, like a, a stack of papers, a stack of documents uh, under my door. And it was uh, the five percenters of like Nation of God's Earth, right? Which was cool. You know, I, I, I like went through it and I was reading it and it kind of enlightened me to like a different line of thinking that I've never been exposed to. What, what was in there that... Um, it was, it was the supreme, so it's something that's called supreme mathematics, right? Which is like, you know, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, you know, culture, freedom, things of that nature, right? And it had these definitions. And, um, so when I started going through that and just, just kind of everything in it, I didn't take with me, right? But some things that was there really just kind of, like I said, expanded my thought process out. And so it put me on this path of wanting to now kind of expand my, like, sphere of knowledge because at the time all I knew was you know um all I knew was just like what I'd just been taught straight up just typical standard you know go to school get a job education um typical I grew up in a Baptist household you know saying my mom was very you know much along those lines lines of thinking which I was also adopted as well but what what it did for me was okay now there I need to go on another path of like just seeking knowledge right and so after he did that, um, I studied that for a little bit, and then I was still in the hole for months. So the only bu books I could get in there was the Bible and the Quran. Mm -hmm. And so what I would do every day was I'd read through the Bible and I'd read through the Quran, particularly Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. And so every day I'd read through Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, you know, from pretty much from sunup to sundown, because they, they literally take your, your mattress, you have nothing in there, there's nothing to do. Right, so I read through that, and then they also take read your through mattress. Take everything, yeah. So, so you're in just this room for three months, no mattress. No, no. So they bring your mattress at night. Oh, I see. And then they'll take it in the morning. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that, and then also like, yeah, no, no. They just, they just, yeah. We used to put like paper on the vents because it would be really cold, mm. and they come in and take that down. You know what I'm saying? And mm. we'd be in there freezing. Um, so long story short. Um, I read through that, and I read through Quran, uh, you know, and I started to notice the similarities between the two, you know, and I started to realize that, like, you know, I've been taught that, you know, especially growing up during the time of like, um, terrorist activity and stuff like that. You're always taught that these people are so different, you know what I mean? And so uh, when I started comparing those, two, I was like, man, you know, they're pretty much telling the same story from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, different cultures and things of that nature. And so uh, in Ecclesiastes, the King Solomon, you know, he prayed for wisdom and he, to the, the determination to be able to distinguish between right or wrong, uh, what was real, what was not, you know, and uh, I really related to that. You mm. know what I mean? So long story short, he, um, I did kind of did the same thing. I was like, man, I need, I, I don't, I don't know what's, what's the difference between these two is. I mean, how am I supposed to know what happened? 2000 years ago, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, you know what I'm saying? All I know is that something relates here. Some, there's some overarching truth. And so uh, I kind of pray for that wisdom. And then throughout that process, literally, man, like it was the craziest thing over the, the next like two years, things were put in my path that would like, you know, I would go to sleep at night and I'd pray on like, you know, the answer to some question that I had. Cause I'm like, I don't know what, what the next step is. And something would be put in my path. The most distinguished time was um, I got transferred down to a prison in Richmond. And, you know, this was like real prison prison. I'm talking about like big boy prison, you know, Sully's doing 40 years, 30 years, stuff mm. like that. And here I am, I got a three-year sentence. I'm just trying to navigate, make my way home, you know what I mean? So 
Uh, so yeah, so one day I go to to one of my uh, my guys. His uh, we pull up in the cell, you know, and uh, we're just chopping it up, talking. And he had this book pinned up in between his uh, heating pole and his window because his window was broken and it it um you know wouldn't stay up. So he pinned this book up. And something told me to like just see what that book was. It had no cover on it, no nothing. It was just like a, a red book. And so I take the book, and the night before I was kind of going through, um, I don't remember what what I was thinking of or what I was praying on or what I was trying to figure out, but that book that he had was literally a book that was, I think it was called either Conversations with God or something along those lines. And um, in that book was like the answer to the question, like literally almost verbatim, mm. as if like I had like just asked it. And it was just crazy experiences. So well, you know, I went through that whole process and, you know, it just kind of led me down past every time of like, you know, just understanding the conversations with, with older people who were there who would say stuff to me like, man, young, and if I knew what you know now, what I know now at your age, mm. man, I'll be straight. You know, man, tell me what you know now. Then, man. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, don't, don't withhold it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so that's what kicked me off of just trying to find a different way. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I, I started seeing people were just crashing out. You know what I mean? And just, it just wasn't, wasn't the lane I, I wanted to be in. So that's that was my story. That's kind of how, how long ago was that? Uh, that was 2008, 2009, 2010. Gotcha. Yeah, so. Right, listen, you, every yeah. single week, every episode, you hear me talking about themorningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together. And this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing. We get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to that episode. Have you, did you stick on that, I guess, like spiritual journey Oh yeah. ever since then? So that, it actually evolved even, you know, man, I can't, it's, it gets so crazy, bro. I can't even, it gets crazy. But like, um, to, what, what it, what ultimately I've been kind of led down a path of just understanding and being closer to um, God, first and foremost, second, secondarily, um, ancestors, right? Ancestral practices is very big to me now in my life. And that's something that, uh, you know, it literally just, it came to me in probably about three years ago, um, where I just, there's no other way to explain the things that I went through and the things that were brought to me, information that was given to me through things like dreams, through even Jay, man, Jay, me and Jay's partnership starting Cheat Code, like it came from a dream. We were four, we were four friends. And I wasn't even super close with Jay like that. I was closer to one of the other friends and he was closer to the other one. Mm -hmm. And one day Jay was like, man, bro, I had this dream. Man, we're going to be taking private jets, bro. We're going to have you know, millions of dollars and da, da, da. we're on a four-way call, right? And they were like, you know, what about us? You, you, just you and Quay? He was like, yeah, man, just me and Quay. <laughs> yo. It was just us in the dream, bro. You know yeah, he like, was like, yo, just me and Quay. <laughs> And I couldn't see it at the time, you know what I mean? Because at the time, you know, I, I had just lost everything in real estate, lost all, like, every dollar I had. I was I was back to collecting scooters on the side. I was collecting Uber scooters, you know, mm. like, um, you know, Lyft and Uber scooters. Yeah. And I'd charge them up at Jay's apartment building and just to get, like, $40, $50, you know what I'm saying, a day. 
And uh, I was taking that, and I just started to flip that in the stock market again. After I kind of like started getting a little bit of you know money together, and then uh, we we had some other stuff going on, so we started getting a little bit of money together. I just started flipping that back to like twenty grand, thirty grand, stuff like that. And then here he comes talking about, yeah, we about to be making things now. Da da da. We're gonna be flying private jets this and the third. And then um, and sure enough, like one thing started after another. You know, um, I went from like twenty, thirty thousand to a hundred thousand trading, and then like you know, he started coming up on the trading because I was teaching him and you know our group of friends, most immediate group of friends, and um, and then the other two kind of fell off, and then it was just me and Jay, yeah. and then you know the day we actually got in our first private jet, I was like, bro, that's crazy, like what? You know, it's just like it's a, it's just just not, nothing made sense. Um, so yeah, still, the other yeah. two, do they still trade? Oh, I don't really know what they do no more. Oh, y'all yeah. don't talk to them at all? No, I mean, one of them we just got reconnected with back on, you know, some uh, what we used to do before, which was like a apparel brand that we mm. were working on. But um, the other guy, yeah, I have no idea what he's doing. Interesting. Mm. Okay, man, I I don't even want to, like, I really want to go back down this path of, like, yeah. your growth. Yeah, um, we pulled up the, the chart. Yeah, so, solid, and, solid, and, solid. So very selfishly, I want to learn how to yeah, <laughs> make sure. this money on I here. I got you, I got you. Okay, so... Race, let me see how it looks. Oh, uh, somebody yeah, move that. Yeah. Um, can you do me a favor? Just move that camera right there. Just actually just disconnect it and then slide it back because I really need to understand this. This is exciting. Uh, so, Jay, do me a favor. Take off the cheat code real quick for me just so we have a regular chart. All right. So, okay. What was on there? All right. So, that was the cheat code. I'll go. I'll show you that in just a second. Okay. All right. Cool, get cool. you the basics first. All right. Let's go. You know how to do picture in picture, Reese? You know how to do that? We can show him and oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's make him the picture. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You know how to do it? Okay, all right, no worries. You can take me off. All right, all right cool. So, Quake, talk to me. And again, yeah. you got to remember the audio listeners. Okay. All right, so, okay, what are we looking at? All right, so what we're looking at is a typical candlestick chart. This is what we call a candlestick chart, right? Now, a candlestick chart is comprised of those little individual bars that we call candlesticks. Now, your bars are either going to be colored one of two colors. One is going to be green and one is going to be red. Mm -hmm. It's four main components of a, of a candlestick, right? You see there's a line on either side of the body of the candlestick. Mm -hmm. We call that the wick, right? So the body of the candlestick Oh, the little, the little line that's on top and bottom yep, is the wick. Yep, it's wicks. So basically the lines represent the lowest point for the day that the stock went to, and the top line represents the highest point the stock went to for the day, mm -hmm. right? The body itself, the stock market opens every day at 9.30 a.m., and it closes at 4 p.m. The top line, meaning that top line where that red thing is all the way to the right, AAPL? No. That top line, or you're saying so, a candlestick so let's line? Just, so let's take one of the candlesticks, right? Like, let's say, yeah, that one right there. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. I'll okay, see so you see where that... Man, I'll rock this guy, <laughs> like, Jay, right? I'll rock this you, Jay. Yeah, so you see where, like, where the, the, the top of the wick ends? Mm -hmm. That was the highest point that the stock went to for the day. So if you look to the right, you'll see the price, which is $138.31. Okay, hold on. The top... Uh, yes, that line. Right. That, not, that, not the top of the wick, but the line... Uh, horizontal, right? No, so the so the horizontal line is basically just going to give you a reference for where you your crosshairs are. Right, right, but it's it's each candlestick its own stock. Yeah, its own. So that's each candlestick represents the price for that day or that time period, right? So for example, also right, each one of these are a day. Right. So right now, technically, he's on the the one month chart. So each one of these candlesticks currently represents a one month of price action. But typically on a standard candlestick uh, candlestick chart, it would be one day. Okay, so Jake, I got go you. to go to one day for me, just so we just so we're on the same page. 
Oh yeah, okay. I think that's what I was confused on because if we were looking at, I I didn't know that was so. This all one. Oh, this Apple. Yeah, this so Apple stock. At, we're looking okay. at Apple stock, and this is what we call a daily chart. So this is one day, right? And this is now like I guess maybe like hour by hour or something. No, so this is going to be day by day. So each one of these candlesticks represents one day. So if you look yep. at the bottom, so mm -hmm. your your what is that? The X axis, Y axis, X axis. Wait, was that Y? Y axis. Give me left right. and right. So, so the, bo the, bo the, bottom, the bottom of the candlestick chart, the bottom of the chart yep. is your dates, and the right-hand side is your price. Okay, so I let's see. just say we're looking at December the 6th, which is what, uh, Friday? Which was the, December 6th. Yeah. Okay, so Tuesday. All right, so this is yesterday's price action. Okay, don't right? tell me. So real quick, let me, just, let me just educate my audience real quick, okay? Mm -hmm. So on December 6th, the high, I don't see a stick at the top. Right, because this, it didn't really go too high for the day. Got you. But the bot, the the lowest that stock actually went mm -hmm. to was $142 about. Yep. That's just so exactly. That's exactly right. Now, let me tell you how you know where the stock opened and closed for the day. Okay. Right, so that tells you the highest point and the lowest point for the day throughout the day. And mm -hmm. it could have been 12 o'clock, could have been any time. Yeah. But- where the stock opened for the day, because this is a red candlestick, that tells us that the stock closed for the day lower than when it opened, right? Because the stock went down for the I'll day. Say that one more time. So it's a red candlestick, right? Yep. Which means overall the stock went down for the day. Correct. Right? Down from when? From wherever it opened. So if it opened at 9.30, at 9.30 a.m. when the market opened, it opened at right around, can you go to the top of the candlestick, Jay? No, the body. 147.06. I see. Right? It opened at 147. It opened at 147. So there's not going to be a mm -hmm. candlestick at the top because It'll it didn't really be the lowest. Yeah, there's a little smidge of a wick at the top, but it, that means it basically just went up a couple cents and then it went straight down for the day. Okay, last thing. Mm -hmm. So we have the body of the candlestick, right? That show the top of the candlestick is when it where it opened. The bottom of the candlestick is where, where it closed, but the Top of the wick and the bottom of the wick is the highest nice and lowest, lowest made for that day. My ah, man. let's oh, go. There you go. There you go. My course is there coming go. soon. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. <laughs> I'm about to drop a course. Let's go. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Right? Let's keep going. So now let, let's, look, let's look four days before that, right? That big green candlestick right there, right? Yep. So because it went up for the day, that automatically tells us that it opens lower, than where it closed because yep. it closed at a higher point than where it opened. It mm -hmm. makes it green. So that means it opened the day at 141.48 and it closed at 
and it went up for the day all the way up to 147.95, yep. right? And then the high and low points is where the wick touched, mm -hmm. right? So basically this gives us a very basic understanding. Now, if you take this a step further building off of that, right, you can obviously understand that this is psychology that we're looking at, right? Is because, it? yeah, because if you look at our, where you have a big green candlestick, what does that tell you? That tells you a lot of people bought that day, mm -hmm. right? The, the stock price went significantly higher for the day, which yeah. means people, for whatever reason, were excited about the stock that day. And a lot more, you know, buying power came mm -hmm. in. Think of it like tug of war, right? You know, when the green side is stronger, significantly, it's going to be a much bigger pull, right? When the red side is stronger, it's going to be a much bigger pull to the opposite mm -hmm. side. So... If we're looking at this as a constant battle between what we call bulls and bears, which is people who are um, bullish means that they are people who are positive on the stock. Bearish means that people who are negative on the stock. So this is a constant battle every day between the bulls and the bears. So if you take a candlestick like the one right before December 6th on December 5th, right, you'll see that, okay, the stock was pushed very high for the day, right? Oh yeah. Right? But then it came back down and it ended up closing lower. Right? Mm -hmm. So what does that tell us? That tells us that the bulls, the people who were bullish on the stock, they were pulling it at first one direction, but then for some reason the sellers came in and overtook the buyers significantly and pushed it all the way back down. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? So if you literally think of a tug of war, you got these guys that are winning, and then all of a sudden these guys come in, maybe they got some super strong dude on their team, all of a yeah. sudden they yanked it back. Right, and then the very next candlestick now, because they the sellers overtook them, the very next candlestick was what a nice big red bar because the sellers got momentum. Got right? it. Moving into the next day, exactly. So the shape of that candlestick before it, right, that gives us psychological information. Um, another example would be if you look at the candlestick that to two days before that looks like a plus sign almost. Yeah. Right. What does that tell us? That tells us. Hold on. That tells us that it it closed higher than it opened, but not much. It was about the same pretty exactly. much all day. There was a, um, you know, there was like a, a point where it went down, mm -hmm. right? A bunch of people sold, but uh, a bunch of people bought too. It was just kind of mm -hmm. like a... Kind of like a neutral day. Like a tie. Exa it's exactly, it was a it's tie. A neutral. It's exactly right. All right, go to right. my course. So, uh, there, you go. <laughs> there you go, right. <laughs> so that's what we call a neutral candlestick. It's called oh, a doji. Good. It's a doji candlestick. And so yep. when we see a doji candlestick, we know it's something called indecision, right? The, the market doesn't really know what it's doing. It's just kind of tied for the day. And so that's typically, you know, we'll see what happens after that. Got and it. so now this is a, a very, you know, on the base level, this is a foundation. This is candlesticks. And candlesticks is literally, you know, like I said, if you really look at it like psychology, you're just reading the, the psychology, the emotions of the market. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of people get too caught up in the technical aspect of it and they don't realize trading is all psychology. It's psychology. All we're looking at is we're just trying to, to assess what does the market want to do with this stock and how do I benefit from that price movement? You see what I'm saying? What does the market want to do with this stock? Right. How do I benefit from the price movement? Right. How do I put so, myself in that direction? Right. So I guess my question. Okay, keep going. You're probably you're probably taking me on a journey right now. Well, so. yeah. So all right. So this is you know again these are candlesticks, right? So let's go to um, let me see, Jay. If you could find, go to yeah. Let's actually do SPY. 
and put the SQL. Why is that a day view? Give me the difference between what, what we're what we're looking at, like day view and month view. Or okay, so so right here you have basically the time frames, right? Yeah. So if any one of these he clicks on, if I want to put this on one hour, one week, or whatever, it, each one of these candlesticks now are going to represent one hour. Or if I change it to one week, each candlestick will represent one week. So this is probably like a day of trading. Um, it depends. So right now this is on the weekly. So each one of these candlesticks is going to represent one week. So that entire chart that we just saw where I was showing you the candlesticks, that past seven days is represented in that one candlestick that you see right here to the right. Got it. Right? Because Got, now, let me go, now go to the, the hour weekly. real quick. Mm -hmm. Go to the hour. I just want to like try to understand it. Mm -hmm. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use 
promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal so this represents our so this is probably about a day or so if it's 24 of them right but so this is what's happening every hour. Yeah, but not so because there's there's not there's not um there's what seven hours in the trading day, right? Nine thirty to four. Seven. So hours th- about seven of these candlesticks will make up. You know, so right now you see that how that candlestick is moving right now. Yep. That's actually live right now in this very moment. How do you know? Because it's live. <laughs> the market's open. <laughs> oh, because the market's open. Yeah, okay, the candle, and the candlestick is moving. So you see it go up and down. You see it to the right. I don't it see it moving. It, it just moved. You didn't. See, but look, you see how what side am I looking at that's moving? It's right there. That oh, I see yeah. on the right hand side. Right. It's like, it's oh, like it's moving. Exactly. It's right? moving. So okay. this is live. So you can see right now buyers are pushing the stock high. Right. right. So when you're trading, is this the view that you're looking at? This like is the view we're looking at. Yeah. So, well, it depends. I'm a swing trader, right? So because I'm a swing trader, I look at the one hour, I look at the four, I look at the daily. And what a swing trader basically means is I'm buying a position to hold it for days or a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. Um, you have day traders who literally are just buying and selling the same day. Yeah. Right. Now, those guys, they're going to be looking at something like the five minute chart, the one minute chart, the 15, where each one of these candlesticks is minute by minute. It's moving got very it, fast. Got it. Right. And so with that type of trading, it's very much, you know, much more uh, smaller time frames. Somebody who's long term, like let's say a Wall Street trapper, right? Travis probably looking at something that's much more longer in terms of like a weekly or monthly chart, right? If he's looking at technicals, that's what he's probably looking at because he's looking 10 years down the line. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it just all depends. So you match up the time frames that you're looking at the chart based off of your particular trading strategy. And trading strategy, again, is based off of your personality, right? If you're somebody who is, uh, you know, consistent, a sure-footed person, you don't like a lot of risk, you know, you want to build over time, long-term investing is probably where you want to be. Um, if you're somebody who likes fast-paced, engaging, you know, type activities and you are disciplined enough to come in every day, do the same thing, you know, open your, your chart up every day, take the same trades, be very disciplined, day trading will probably be your speed, right? If you're somebody who's more strategic in your thinking, um, you want larger gains, but you also don't want to, you know, you're not somebody who wants to have to trade every single day and open your computer every, every single day. Swing trading is probably your thing, right? Especially if you got a nine to five job or something like that. Swing trading is where you want to be. You want to position yourself to make money from a trade instead of trying to, you know, pinpoint every single day. Got it. So there's, those are three main different types of trading. Right. Do you trade? Oh, because you're in this right now. Like, yeah, every yeah, time you take yeah, something, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. I thought you were a trader. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, we're here now. Okay. All right. So let me uh, so let me actually just, I'm going to show you real quick on, like, what how the cheat code makes all of this very easy. Yeah, and real quick, I'm so sorry. The cheat code, mm-hmm. are you teaching people how to invest as swing traders or for wherever they are? Wherever they are. So our program actually is primarily made up of day traders for the most part. But you swing trade. I swing trade personally, gotcha. right? The, so the I, I day trade philosophy is the same. Yeah, the philosophy is similar um, and the our community. So our community is made up of, we have six admins who are in there live trading with people every single day in stocks and Forex oh, wow. and crypto. Yeah, so they're in there. Um, they literally trade with them 9.30 to 4 p.m. every Dang. single day. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to actually get in there and trade live, you can hop in there with, with them. They trade options. Live. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trading, Brandon, are you listening to this? Because yeah. he's 
He was when you started trading a little bit, <laughs> right? I don't think I ever got good at it, but <laughs> but you're saying if you understand if you can use the cheat code to actually like understand like the candlesticks and the wick and like kind of like the the f- philosophy behind it, but I can open my computer mm-hmm. while someone that typically makes money. How, okay, the the admins, how often they make money? Uh, very consistently. They're really really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so they're in there trading. Mm-hmm. Live yeah. and they can and I, you, they can tell me, hey, hit this button. They say right now. Yeah. Well, so we don't technically we can't say that we say we hit this button per right. se. I know. I'm sorry for but, you know, the, the art. But, but right. basically, but basically, you know, they are taking the trades and you're watching them live do it, and they're saying, hey, I'm, I'm getting into this trade at this time. If you choose to follow that, then of course, yeah, you get in there and trade with them and, and follow suit. But you know, obviously. SEC rules, you can't actually tell people oh, to for buy sure. XYZ, sure. right? So, so really, there's probably a lot, like, if if your traders make a lot of money, like your admins make a lot of money, mm-hmm. there's probably people in there, if they trust your admin, they're probably making, you probably got a lot of people oh, making a lot of money. Every day, every day we got, like, our, our, bro, we just, I just don't, I don't know, I've just, I've never been the person to, like, really kind of, like, you know, uh, I don't even know what to call it, like, brag I guess yeah. you know what I'm saying but like the testimonies of the profits we have a profit channel in our discord where people are posting profits every single day you know of trades that they're taking with let me see base. bro oh shit let me see say this less. is the social proof say less I say less proof, my G. Right, hold on one second uh, hold on I'm, one second. okay this uh how much how much time do you spend matter trading? of fact they love right I'm about to hop on the, on the trading floor right now Hold on. Let's jump on the trading floor. Okay. I try yeah, to yeah, yeah, try yeah, call his bluff. He, he's that. here. <laughs> he's here with it. Yo, uh, this is incredible. Do you trade? You ever thought about trading? You understand it, do you? I never understood it. I'm at least I'm understanding what I'm looking at when people like make those posts. I get it now. Okay. At least I know that particular day. Uh, it, it opened higher than it closed, and this is the highest it's the lowest. All right. So, like, see, this is this is yesterday right here, right? Yeah. Shante. Hold on. Okay. My fault, my fault. Yep. Got you, got you. So, this is yesterday at 12.23 p.m., right? So, this this Discord person for Shante, uh, she's up 53% on QQQ puts, which means they bet against the tech sector yesterday. Spanish, bro. Okay, so QQQ is an ETF that basically represents tech stocks. ETF is a? Is a collection of basket of stocks that represent an industry. Gotcha. So So basically the QQQ represents tech stocks. mm -hmm. So they bought puts, which means they're betting against tech stocks. So they make money when tech stocks go down. Gotcha. Right? So our admin, Immaculate Tony, shout out Tony. Shout out Tony. Um, You know, basically took a trade which is a put against QQQ, and they were up 53%. When you say they're up 53%, what does that mean? That means their position, the trade that they took, is up 53% in profit. So if they put $1,000 in, they'd be up 530 <clears throat> right? So that's, uh, that. you know, then you got uh, this person, D. Bradley. That person lose? There's a red, no, it's red, no, 80. So, this, so guess what? That's puts, right? So because it's puts, right? Because it's puts, you see that green right there? Oh, they made money. So the stock is down, but the put is up 16%. Which means they made money. So exactly. It. So he took puts against TSM, which is Taiwan Semiconductor, which is also a tech company. Gotcha. Oh, up right 137%. Uh-huh. Who that? There you go. You know what I mean? That's meta. They took meta puts. He's up 137%. 
Uh, Meaning if I put a thousand dollars in, I'd be up like thirteen hundred. Exactly. Profit. Um, yep, profit. Ooh, so now this wee. one right here, courtesy of the GOAT Chrissy. Shout out Chrissy Pooh. Chrissy Pooh out there. That's one of that's our lady trader. She's Absolutely phenomenal. Me and Chrissy met on Clubhouse uh, boy, about two years ago. Mm-hmm. She's been rocking with me. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Your joint is going crazy right now, yeah, actually. I know, I know. Uh, this person's up. This is, uh, he's actually up uh, on $13,000 a portfolio. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they're up. And look, oh, that's cool, too, because what is that like? This is Forex right there, actually. That's a Forex trade. So, you're teaching people Forex and? Yeah, so our program <clears> is stocks. Forex, futures, and crypto, right? Um, now, our futures program is on pause right now, but you know what I'm saying? Um, we have one of our instructors who dropped out, but um, we have, yeah, we basically cover oh, all, all the, uh, actually, should, let me hop on this trading floor, see if they're live. But, yeah. Okay. Sure. And how how long does the trader trade? Uh, what do you mean? How long, like, so your admin, right? Mm-hmm. How long, they're on, what, seven to Something seven to four. Uh, so so our live trading floor runs from nine thirty a.m. to they take a break at lunch from like twelve to one, and then that's they a real out. active job. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. They take a break from from twelve thirty to twelve to one, and then they come back from one to four, and then they have forex live trading floor, which runs. They got floor, bro. We got forex trading floor at two a.m. in the morning because they trade the London session, which is you know because forex is a global market so you could trade that all all day long you know what i mean and so they're up 2 a.m trading forex um i forgot when the second trading floor opens for forex but yeah they're in there. and this is the company that you put together yeah yeah me and jay that's lit yeah, yeah. solid so jay trades too yeah you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Do you still trade? Yeah. I don't trade day trade. You know what I'm saying? So this is how I've been operating. If you go back and look at like, I've been talking about some of this stuff for, you know, a long time. Like I did um, another, you know, not, I wasn't on Market Mondays. I was on, we did like a, a live interview with uh, Ian and and um, and uh, Troy and Rashad. And if you go back to, was it like September, October, I was telling people, you know, at that time when we were on that that episode that, you know, the market was likely to be pulling back very strong, right? 
And for me as a swing trader, I position myself, right? So I always want to position myself because I've been doing it for so long. I know how to position myself in the most opportune times, right? Because you don't want to fight against the market. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not taking put positions, day trading put positions, and the market is going down, then I need to either be swinging put positions or waiting for the opportune moment or the reversal, right? And so that's how I operate. I always look at sectors. I look at sector rotation, which is sectors are the different, you know, um, industries within the market. Mm -hmm. When some industries are down, like tech, which everybody was super bullish on last year, but now, you know, nobody really <laughs> wants to play yeah. tech stocks. Um, when, you're, when you're looking at those, when tech stocks are down, there's other industries that are going up, like mining industries. Um, there's other places, healthcare companies and things of that nature. So I start positioning like that. But that is... So which ones... It's two of them. It's technical and there's... Fundamental. Fundamental. Right. You are a... Technical. I do both. So, so I believe that every person who puts their money into the stock market, whether you consider yourself a trader or you consider yourself an investor, you need to understand both technicals and fundamentals. Can you explain what technical and fundamentals are? So fundamentals are essentially knowing what company is a good company to buy based off of their business model and their business success. Technicals are knowing when to buy that company based off of the charts, right? So you can I'm buy. I'm still a little confused on how the chart tells you what's happening next. Oh, okay. It almost feels, you know what it feels like? Mm -hmm. It's going to be very disrespectful, mm -hmm. but it feels like roulette. Mm. Can I tell you a story? Okay, yeah. It was the craziest thing. Yeah. This guy, I, I went to, uh, I was out in Vegas, actually, mm -hmm. with um, with uh, uh, my wife, Donnie, um, Ernestine, like we was, we was just all out there hey, with our people. Right? Ernestine, that's my dog. Yeah, that's my dog. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm waiting for them to come down. I'm at the I'm at the casino. I'm on the casino floor. But then I go into this room that said high rollers, okay? That's where I feel comfortable. Uh, uh, let's go. <laughs> so it was a guy yeah. there, and he put a hundred, he put a he put a hundred dollars on each number. He put a hundred on black and a hundred on red, mm -hmm. right? And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, bro, if it lands on red, you don't you don't win anything, but you don't lose anything. It lands on black, you don't. Same story, mm -hmm. but there's a there's a way you can lose your money while landing on green, green right? right? The, the the double zero. I'm like, this is crazy. So I think it might land on red, and you know he took his black chip and doubled up his red chip, and he did the same thing the next time. He did it like three times. And then the manager comes over. <laughs> the guy's like, hey. Um, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? You realize you can't really win. He's like, nah, yeah, I'm just, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> he, he, The manager looks at me. I look at him. I'm like, I don't know the guy. And I'm not putting no money on the table. So I I, I call my, uh, I call Donnie and I'm like, yo, y'all got to see this. I, they were coming downstairs. I said, yo, y'all got to see this. He's, I think he's high or he's drunk, something. Cause it's just, maybe he just doesn't understand the game. Yeah. So I get my friends, we all walk over. He's still doing the same thing, both chips. Mm -hmm. And my interview, I, I could not not ask the question. You know what I mean? I said, um, hey man, why are you doing that? Cause you can only lose. You can't win, you can only lose. Mm -hmm. And he looked up and he said, well, I'm trying to see uh, what direction the the ball is falling. 
He said, he said, it gives me data to know where it's falling. Now, I think it's still silly because it's all like chance. It's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all luck. And the, the dealer always wins. Not always, but you get what I'm saying. But that actually honestly reminds me of this because it's like, how do you know? Yeah. So it's probability. Okay. Right? And so exactly what you're saying. And I'm actually glad you used the example of roulette because roulette is actually a very successful game for the house. Right. The house is going to win most of the time or, you know, majority of the time. Right. Because the small the house has a very slight advantage over you, the person putting money on roulette. Right. Mm-hmm. On the roulette table, you have what? Thirty two numbers. Right. Thirty two, thirty six, something like that. Yeah. Something, some, yeah, something along those lines. Right. Thirty two numbers, I say. Right. But you also have the double zero and the zero, yes. which makes it thirty four. For sure. So if you're playing red or black. Right. You have a sixteen out of thirty four chance of winning. Right. 69 out of 34. Yes. Because, yep. Yeah, so it's not quite 50%. People think it's it's 50-50. You got red or black, right? But that green and double zero is what gives the house the edge. Because now you got the house can win 18 out of 34 times, right? And so it's only, it's about a 5 or 6% advantage over you. So for every $100,000 that lands on that table, the house is likely going to win $106,000 out of 100,000. Right, all probability. So, the 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 player might go on a run, or the house might right. go on a run. But over long but at term, the, end of the day, the house is going to win, right? And it's just that six percent. So now all they have to do is increase the volume of money played at the table, and they're going to. That's how they accumulate their dollars, right? And so in the stock market, we want to play like the house. We don't. The average person who enters the market is the person who's just putting their money on red or black because they have no idea whether the stock is going to go up or down. But if you utilize technical analysis efficiently, you have certain key indicators that are giving you more advantages, right, that the stock is going to go in your favor. There's things like pat, uh, candlestick shapes, um, chart patterns, like the chart will actually make certain patterns that tells you the psychology of the market. Buyers are exhausted here. There's no more buyers in the this, in this space, which means chances are the stock is going to be going down, right? There's certain things that are going to be put in place that because human nature is predictable to a large degree, if you take a million people or 100,000 people sample size and you you know do certain things, you ask them certain questions, or they're going to typically exhibit certain repetitive behaviors that you'll be able to analyze. That's the very simple basis of most marketing, right? That people are going to behave in a certain way over a period of time, given certain you know stimuli, right? It's the same thing in trading. So all we're doing when we're looking at these charts is saying, okay, we have a very high odds that this stock is going to go down. Now, it might not be 100%. Mm-hmm. I might only get 60%. But as if I get 60% over a course of time, right, well, now I'm winning. Every time I'm winning, I'm winning $10,000. But every time I'm losing, I'm only losing 2000 right, mm-hmm. because I'm now also managing my risk. Now, over a period of time, my account is going to grow. I just have to execute that. Show me a pattern. Let's do it. So I want I want to, I want to see a pattern. Yeah, this Let's one, go this to the screen. I, oh, so go, Jay, go to the daily chart on the S and P five hundred. I am. Y'all learning some stuff. And, and I'm gonna show you something real quick. We actually have um, some. So go go back to the top of 2022. I'm trying to speak into that mic, so because it. Oh, yep, want, yep, yep. So this is the S and P five hundred is yeah, just, just, ETF, drag, just drag the screen. Which, drag the screen. Sorry, I'm sorry. The S and P five hundred is a a, a basket of of 
what is that's like oh hold on don't tell me it's america's top 500 performing mm. stocks correct exactly so uh make this screen of course a coming bit. soon <laughs> and i need oh, to go up to the top of 2022 all right so all right and then actually put on the weekly for me So for those that are listening, guys, uh, we are in 2019. We are about to look at the. Um, we're about to look at the right. charts because okay. I I want to understand the pattern that tells me okay. information. All right, the so data right gives here, me information. Okay, so now Jay, open up another tab real quick, and then uh, just search up head and shoulders pattern. Head and shoulders yep. pattern. Yep. Not dandruff. We told you. <laughs> Sorry, patterns. How many? How many uh, patterns are there? Uh, it's quite a few. I mean, I think it's about. I want to say maybe twenty or so, twenty or thirty. I don't know. I don't know the exact number. We have a. Yeah, actually, how, how many are you like super proficient in yourself? I only. I only really. I mean, I I can identify all of them, but I only really utilize probably about eight overall on a day to day basis. About eight patterns. Right. So now, zoom. Zoom, all right, so right there. So you see this shape right here, right? This is what's called a head and shoulders pattern, right? Okay. So head and shoulders pattern is characterized by basically three triangular shapes. On the left-hand side is a smaller triangle. That's called the left shoulder. Mm -hmm. In the middle, you have a larger triangle that reaches a higher peak. Like a head. That's the head. And then on the right-hand side, you have a right shoulder. Now, in general, it, nothing is going to be exact all the time. It's not going to make the exact pattern all the time, right? So you see how this, this neckline is a little bit slanted, mm -hmm. right? It's still a neckline. Typically, it'll be more flat, more horizontal, but it's still a neckline, right? So this pattern right here indicates this is what we call a reversal pattern. When you have a stock that's going up and you see this pattern, this typically indicates if it breaks below that neckline, that it's going to start going down, right? So this will tell you you're at the top of a particular mark. A, a oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, so on the left shoulder, right? We see it going up, mm -hmm. and then it comes down right before it goes up to the head, right? Right. Where's the neckline created that shows you when it's going to fall down again? The neckline is created when you have a second bounce or a second, yeah, second bounce off of what we call a support level. So you see how like this first bounce happened at that level? No, this the first one, Jay. Right. The second, no, you know, no. you can use right just to have there the computer in, oh, in front of you, right? Yeah, you know what? Actually, let me get that. <laughs> let me get that. That actually, I didn't want to say myself. nothing. I'm yeah, like, I appreciate you. I'm over here. I'm over here pointing this shit. All right, all right. So right here, you got you got your first bounce, right? And so okay. when this first bounce happens, this becomes a point of interest, right? Okay. Now that doesn't mean that it automatically makes a neckline. In order for it to make a neckline, you need a second bounce off of that same level, right? And also to create a third peak, right, which would be your right shoulder. Now you have an established neckline. So now if this stock breaks below this neckline, you get something like this. What we call a breakdown. So you buy as soon as, so it, it goes up, bounces on the neckline, then goes up again to the head, mm -hmm. bounces from the neckline again, and goes up to that next shoulder. Right. And you're saying if that shoulder dips below that neckline, mm -hmm. you're betting that it's going to go all the way down. Exactly. So if Dang. this, so if this, if this uh, stock price breaks below the neckline, that indicates it's likely to go down. Right? right. 
So now you're looking, this is Google, okay? This is Google. This, this, these documents were created years and years and years ago, right? Right. This is a reversal pattern. Now, if you go back and you look at the S&P 500, right? Yeah, see, my man already peeped it, right? So here is my left shoulder. Here is my head. Here's my right shoulder, right? And then here's my breakdown of the neckline. So let me actually establish the neckline for you. Okay. And we're, okay. we're and this is over a period of a couple of days. This is over a period of, this started, you know, July, 2021, and it lasts all the way up to April, 2022. But even on that bounce, when it bounced back, that was a, Bounce, bounce back the second time. It went down. Bounce back what second time? Right, see, right, right before the right shoulders formed. Mm -hmm. See how it went down. Oh, but yeah, okay, but yeah. it went below the neckline. So you're saying? Oh, you're saying you're saying because right here, yes, yeah. Right so, there. so this is what I'm saying. So again, we're looking at the general pattern, right? Mm -hmm. It's never going to be a hundred percent right on the dot, you know, bouncing down. Sometimes yeah. you're going to have the neck, you know, your stock will break below the neckline before it even breaks all the way down. Right. But you're betting it's going to go up. Then we'll start seeing it come down. Right. And my bet is that it comes all the way down. down. And so once it breaks below right here, you see that right there? Yeah. That tells me that we are now headed into bearish territory. It means now this, the market. So all the way this entire time, since the bottom of 2020 COVID happened, right? The market was very bullish, which means it was just going up, going up, going up, going up, right? And then you see this head and shoulders pattern, and it breaks below, and then all of a sudden, what happens? Market starts wow. going to shit. And then even also, we have something what we call the retest, which the, the stock the market went down, but came back up and retested that level and said, nope, we don't want this. We're not going any higher. And it came back down. Now, right now, we're in that, in that arena right now. Right? What are you betting is going to happen next? So right now, personally, I'm bullish on I'm bullish on the market long term. I think right now we still have some choppiness coming, but I think that the worst of it is over to me, you know, personally, gotcha. right? And the reason for that is a few things. I can even show you that a little bit later, but so you think the worst of it is over? I think the worst of it is over. We we actually had what's called an inverse head and shoulders recently, which was the exact opposite of this. It happens at the bottom of a downtrend, which tells you it's likely to start going up. Show me. All right. <laughs> my man said show me I need to see this so look you see right here so right here we had wow yeah I've never understood this till right now actually let me go to the day. and this is like one strategy exactly but you know what I mean I, so there's 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 a few patterns that we're probably seeing right now I just, I just don't recognize them right yeah and I'm going to show you a couple of other ones that actually is going to be very useful to you and anybody else right now in this very moment to be able to identify because a lot of stocks are entering into the space. So this right here is the exact opposite of what we just saw. It's called an inverse head and shoulders, mm -hmm. right? And so here we had the same type of situation. We had a neckline right around here. Oops. All right. Yeah. And then right after that, what ended up happening, the market went and started going bullish. Right, so we this was at the bottom of the downtrend. All right, reverse, boom, 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 and then it started going up. Right, now another very interesting thing, like I was saying, that is also a very key indicator that you're at a, a reversal point is just a candlestick uh, pattern, and that candlestick pattern is what we call a bullish engulfing candlestick. 
And so bullish engulfing candlestick. You see this big green candlestick right here mm -hmm. that fully embodies the body of the red candlestick that came right before it? Yeah. That's called a bullish engulfing. So let me give you that bullish engulfing real quick. And we actually make bullish engulfing. Engulfing. So we make okay. we actually make flashcards for this as well, like physical flashcard decks oh, wow. that have all these patterns on it that you can actually just study on. So I'll get you a pack of those. So you see this right here? Mm -hmm. uh, you have a bullish candle, yep. fully big green one. And then you have a bearish candle, small body. And then that indicates it's going to start going up, right? Hold on. So so it has nothing to do with the ones before it. You're just saying the most if, the, if the next day is bullish, this, the full size of the previous day, mm -hmm. that indicates that it's going to go up the next day? Yes, it indicates that we're at, at a reversal point. So this candlestick here, the body of this green candlestick fully engulfs, which means it's completely bigger than the entire body of the candlestick that came before it, which was mm. red. So if you have a big green candlestick that fully embodies the red candlestick before it, it's what we call a bullish engulfing, right? And that indicates you are going to start going up. You see how we had that candlestick and we never went back that to that same yeah. level. All right, go over to to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Mm -hmm. Go back, go back, go back. So look where, okay. So look a little bit more over where it says November. Mm -hmm. All right, keep going left, 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 left. Right there, that, that big one right there. Mm -hmm. That's the same rule? Is that fully engulfing? Yeah, yeah, that is a bullish engulfing. However, so bullishing, for bullish engulfing to be relevant, it has to happen at the bottom of a downtrend. Right. So this here is at the top of an uptrend. Right. Gotcha. So therefore, it's not really a, a which uh, which call. So now, again, these are pieces of information we're utilizing to give us the highest odds of success. Right. Mm -hmm. And so right now, if I were to even go back to um, the a little bit earlier at the bottom of covid. Right. This was 2020, the bottom of COVID. This is the big covid drop. Mm -hmm. What do we see at the bottom of covid? You see a bullish engulfing. Right. You yeah, feel me? For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and it never went back lo that low, right? You went up right after that. And now it's on a weekly candlestick chart. So uh same thing, the reverse. You see another true? one right here. Yes, there's a bearish engulfing as well that you can see at the top of matter of fact, I think the S P five hundred, if I'm not mistaken, on the monthly. Dang, it's crazy. As I'm like starting to catch it and see it, mm -hmm. I'm seeing it a lot. Real now. time. Exactly. That's crazy. Now check this out. This is the top of the S P five hundred on the monthly chart. What do we have at the top right there? Uh, bearish engulfing. My God. Come on, man. Oh, this guy talk about he don't, yeah. you know, he, he's not, <laughs> yo, he's I, not yo, uh, scholastic. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Yeah. You might be the best teacher I've I ever had in my that, entire man. life. Because people explain it, but they ne I, I've never understood it. Like yeah. I, I see it now. Yeah. And yeah. I can see how there are, a there's probably a bunch of patterns. There's a bunch of them. And I guess, you know, once you get good at, do you suggest that people uh, maybe study one or two patterns and yeah. only play off of those? So That's exactly right. So I tell people you need to, the same way that, let's say, um, how do I put it, um, a basketball player knows how to do a lot of different types of dribbles and a lot mm. of different types of moves, right? But there's two or three that's their signature sure. that they really utilize. And there's two or three strategies that they t are going to utilize more accessibly. Steph Curry could, you know, could do a lot of different types, but he typically is going to be at the top of the key banging yeah. them, right? Um, and so, same thing here. 
you know, you're going to have, you want to know how to do everything. You want to know how to do, execute these different strategies, identify these different patterns, but there's two or three. Everybody in my program knows head and shoulders is quite That's just my, like I made a ton of money on head and shoulders. We did even when we first came out with cheat code, we did a $2,000 account, went to $100,000 just trading. Cheat code algo and inverse head and shoulders plays going into earnings, which is the strategy I was using at the time. Because the inverse two thousand into a hundred grand. Now, granted, for a lot of people out there, who are gonna be like, "Oh, da, da, da. it was at the it was during a bull market, so everything was you know it was bottom of COVID. A lot of stuff was oversold, but again, those opportunities present themselves. And so, it's really just about mm. executing a strategy and knowing how to execute that strategy um, consistently. So, um, wow. yeah, so that's that's basically you know. So even if the stock market is down, then you still make money regardless. Yeah, you make money on puts. So puts allow us to make money from stocks going down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even some even cooler shit that a lot of people don't Give me even the look at. Version too. Hmm? Give me the edited version. Too. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm no, sorry. Take your time. You're doing well. You're doing so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ain't want to stop your flow. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of cooler stuff God, that, killing it right that's now. out this there. That's out there. Um, that people don't even have to do as much of this type of stuff. Where you can do if let's say you just have cash, right? You have cash flow coming in. And you want to put your cash somewhere in the market. You, if you want to get to the market and you want to buy good companies long term. Um, but you want to also, you know, create a residual income for yourself. You can use options to rent out your shares, basically, and receive an income every single month or every single week, whatever you want to, you know, how you want to execute it, where you now can, you know, let's say you move $30,000 into Apple stock. You have your Apple stock sitting there. You can sell what we call a covered call, right, which is an option against your stock. And it's basically going to rent out your shares to somebody who thinks that your stock is going to go up. Right. And so they're going to pay you what we call a premium. So let's say $300 is the contract. So you're going to receive $300 for that two weeks for renting out your shares to that individual. Mm. Right. And now you can literally do that over and over again. If the stock hits that particular price that they're betting that it's going to hit, you have to sell your shares to them. But again, you're not selling at a loss. You're selling at a gain mm. and you're also receiving the premium. And so when you think about compounding interest, the cover call strategy is how some demographics of people out there have been making significant, significantly large amounts of capital and money over a period of time because it's compounding. Mm. Most people- And they're the bank pretty much. You become the bank and, and you don't have to risk. You're not risking anything. Your, your risk is actually less than if you were buying and just holding the stock outright. When you're actually running, because now you're receiving a credit, so you're creating your own dividend. A dividend is basically a company paying you to own their stock. You're now creating your own dividend, which you can compound 3%, 4% a month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about it over the course of a year, you're now compounding 36% annualized return, which most people, if you get a 10% annual return on your on your money, you're doing really well. Yeah. You know, so, but now you, you create strategies like this. So there's so much stuff you could do wow. in the market. That's, that's just, you know, it, it's just, it's think about it like this. It's the largest place, the largest, um, you know, market out there, you know, there's trillions of dollars in the, in the stock market. You know, if you think of every, every single person that's the richest billionaire in the world, right? The Mark Zuckerberg's, the Elon Musk, the Amazon, the Jeff Bezos they're not rich or, or the richest people in the world just because they own the company. They're the richest people in the world because they own the stock, right? The stock goes up. Bernard Arnault, you know, Louis Vuitton brands, mm-hmm. the stock went crazy. His net worth went crazy. He's now one of the richest people right next to Elon Musk and Warren Buffett. Um, Elon, when the people say Elon Musk's net worth, his net worth 
goes so crazy because he owns so much of Tesla stock and Tesla stock keeps going up. So his net worth keeps going up. So all of these richest billionaires in the world, they are rich. You know, people think or we would say because of the companies they own, which is true to a degree, but it's mainly because they, the companies they own are publicly traded on the stock market. You God see what I'm saying? Man. And so, yeah, it's just, it's all a right, lot. Man. I know, mind blown, right? It's a lot a of trader, bro. Yeah, I, I want to get into more patterns and <laughs> all. I just can't right now. It's I, got like, you. I, I already know my head and shoulders what I'm, I'm going to be teaching on this you. webinar this Sunday. What? So, <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you something real quick, though. Talk to me. Right? So, this is, this is how we make it all so much easier for the average person, right? So, this is the cheat code algo, right? And so, what we did with the cheat code algo, we made it very simple. Right. Overall to understand mm -hmm. yep. because we didn't just make it. We basically color coded everything into red, yellow and green. Right. So the yellow bars basically tells you when a trend is going to slow down. Mm -hmm. Right. Or likely to reverse. Right. And the green tells you you're in a good, nice, you know, safe zone. You got a buy signal right here that tells you, hey, this is, a you know, you're good to buy right now. Right. So now it's nice and green. The whole trend is nice and green. Then you get this yellow candlestick that says, hey. Slow down. This mm -hmm. trend might be coming down. It goes down a little bit. You get another yellow candlestick. Mm -hmm. It goes down. And then, you know, you have this nice, big, healthy drop right here, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing all the way through and through. So it literally color codes. And then you have this area that is basically, if I were to give you, let's say, a stock like Tesla, which. Golly. Yeah, it goes Elon? crazy. Yeah. Well, so crazy. if you go down here, right? So Tesla goes crazy. This, what we call our reversal bands tells you when you're in the red zone it tells you you have a very high chance that you're about to start going down it's in, it's way too hot the stock is in a danger zone and you're in the yellow bands you have a medium chance of reversing blue bands you have a medium chance of going up green bands you basically can sell your house and buy the stock <laughs> pretty yeah. much. I mean, it's pretty much how that works right so this is just some of the features that comes in it and so you can see like as it got outside the red bands it came you know right down um you know you get the yellow even at the top of COVID, when COVID happens, if we had had it back in COVID, which would have been amazing, but unfortunately, I hadn't come up with it yet. Mm -hmm. But you can see how like COVID we had, before everything really started going to hell, you had a little yellow candlestick, and then you had a sell signal that said, hey, this might be time to get out of the market, mm. right? And then it dropped significantly, you got a yellow candle outside the green bands. It came up some, dropped again. Let me ask you: Did you put these sells and buys in here um, after it happened? Or I didn't. I didn't put it in there at all. It generates it on its own, and it happens in real time. So right now in the market, right wherever we're at right now in the market, it's generating those sell signals, buy signals live right now. Where are we right now? So let's say right now, because I want to see. Because obviously. Is it okay? Here's my here's my question. Yeah, are these sells and buys? Are they being tagged after it happens, nope. or it's happening in real time? So pretty much, this is what happens, right? Now, just because you see a sell signal or buy signal doesn't mean it's time to buy or sell, right? There's four different things That's that we pretty accurate though. There's four different things that it takes in order to don't it to yeah, generate. Hey. Watch this. Hold on. It's four different things that it takes to generate a sell signal or 
a true sell signal for you to actually buy or sell, right? Um, and I don't. It's going to take me a little bit of time to actually go through all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, there's we have two other tools that come with this in order to filter through to know whether it's actually truly time to buy or truly time to sell. Oh, wow! Right, and so um, we call that the four for four confirmation. So basically, once all four of those things line up. Now it's time to actually get in and your odds of being successful in that trade are significantly greater than without it. You know what mm. I mean? It's never going to be a hundred percent accurate for people who are like, ah, oh, was not a hundred percent accurate. Da, 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 da. If you, you know, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. Right. But the goal of this, of trading as a whole is to increase your odds of success, essentially to be the house. Yeah, for right? sure. We want to get that 6% consistently. So that way we're growing our portfolio over time. You know what this is like? I think you ever watch poker on TV and on TV, you can see the likelihood of this particular hand winning or this particular exactly, hand losing, right? Exactly. The players can't see it. You right. just got to kind of know where you're at or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that literally is a cheat code for trading because it's yeah. showing you got a 60% chance that you're going right. to win this hand. Rather right, keep, right. put some bread in or yeah. like, ah, it's yeah. not that likely. <laughs> when I'm playing poker, I'm, I'm blind to it. I yeah. think I got two pairs and it's up. Exactly. But... Brandon might be able to see the cards that he has, the river, what cards are yeah. left. Like, yeah. this is the possibility. Yeah. But if we have that ticker that says, hey, I would probably win a lot of money in poker if yeah. I had that little, I got a 70% chance. Oh, I'm going, I can sell my house. Go it's ahead. funny you say that because that's actually the next version of Chico that we're putting out is working on exactly like that percentage thing. So we'll say like, hey, you got a buy signal, but it's 60% chance being successful, 70%. 50%, 40%, et cetera. So it makes it a little bit even easier. I technically came up with that. So <laughs> is, there, is there a play here, gentlemen? You I got what you, man. Is I there an equitable position I can be a oh, Nah, this is lit, man. Yeah. I really uh, I really am excited about this. Um, it's really dope. I think we need a, a podcast around it. There's a lot of stuff you could do yeah, with it. Because sure. this is amazing. People need Appreciate to know it. it. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, like you just go to class, you learn you're, you're teaching the pattern. You're teaching what to look for. Throw a couple dollars in the market. Take your bumps, your bruises. Take your wins. And you just don't yeah. get too emotional. Now I see, though, mm -hmm. for traders when they say, yo, I blew my account because I was oh, emotional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never understood it. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest. That's the biggest. The biggest thing in trading. The biggest reason for people losing money is emotionally trading. Give me an example. Oh, man. Shit. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. You're going to make me some money. So. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'll uh, let you slide a little bit, man. You got more grace uh, than my, others. My fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, common example, I blew accounts. I blew account. I blew an account in 2018. I, you know, I, I, I talk, told this a lot, too. In 2018, I went, uh, did $5,000 to 200 grand in crypto, right? And I was trading crypto on very high leverage at the time. Again, bull market, everything is booming. So I'm trading on 10x leverage. So if the stock goes up 1%, I mean, if the crypto goes up 1%, I'm up 10%. It goes up 10%, I'm up 100 um, or even 25x sometimes. It's really high risk. And um, made so much money. You know, you you know, you know, you think you're a genius. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You think you're like, oh, man, I got this I got this cold crap. I went from 5K to 200K. I'm about to go from 200K to 10 million. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so uh, I'm trading super high risk, super leverage, and I'm just ignoring everything that, I know I should be paying attention to technical signs are screaming at me, but I got so bought into the emotions of the entire market. It's not just even like it's, it's emotions of the market itself. The, the market can get very irrational. 
right? We see things like NFTs, they're booming up and it's like people selling pictures for, you know, millions mm. of dollars. Um, the tulip mania back in the day, even back in the European days, right? Where they had the tulip uh, craze where a bulb of tulips was selling for more than a house, right? Mm. Um, that's one of the biggest bubbles that there ever was. So during these times of bubbles, people get very irrational and emotions are very high. So you, the same thing in the market, you know, stocks start pumping, crypto starts pumping, you just like, yeah, this is gonna go up forever. And so you get caught up in that moment and you ignore everything that's screaming at you. And so I saw technical signs that were like, yeah, this thing's about to come down. But I'm like, nah, you know, Bitcoin's going to overtake the dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is back when Bitcoin's just like 16, you 17,000. Your, your trading advice from Instagram. You feel back, this before, this before we people were even doing shit on, stuff on Instagram. Right. You know, this was like, this was, you know, maybe fake, this was Facebook. Mm. You know, we were on Facebook trading heavy. I had a little group going on, on Facebook. And uh, so anyway, I, I, put, I had all $200,000 in one position. Cause I'm like, yeah, if this hits, I'm, you know, I'm set. Now, mind you, my liquidation price, which means the price that the, that I would lose a lot of money at, where it would be sold out, was very low. You know, the crypto was I think at like three dollars or something at the time, and my liquidation price was at like thirty cents. Mm. But for whatever reason, you know, on this on this particular day, the entire market dropped like twenty percent. Overnight, you know, I was I, I was literally I used to set my alarm clock every two hours at night, three hours, three three o'clock a.m., five o'clock a.m., seven a.m. Really? Because crypto's twenty four seven, and at the time, China and Korea, when we were sleeping, would crash the market, and you know, you'd be if you weren't paying attention, you'd be screwed. So I go to sleep, I take a shower, I go to sleep at like you know one something. I wake up at three, boom, accounts cool. I'm checking on everything's cool. My trade's going nice. I wake up at five and I see my my account is down from like 230,000. I look at my account, there's only 30 grand left. And I was like, I'm like, I got, you know, I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm like, you know, turning the lights on. I'm looking at my, I said, is that 30,000? I said, there's no way. So now I'm trying, I'm going back through my trade history, trying to find out what happened. Look at the chart and this one, this one crypto just, uh, which was XRP at the time, uh, you know, Ripple. And it just crashed completely. It was a flash crash on this particular exchange. Now the market did crash, but it was exacerbated on this particular exchange I was trading on because this exchange had a lot of, um, let's just call it flaws, basically. And so it liquidated me all the way down to $30,000 in one single night and there was nothing I could do about it. Um, and I, that, that started my like, just spiral after that. I mean, I, I literally, I went, you know, I had real estate projects I had to do at the time. I had all types of stuff I had going on. I was had five flips happen at the same time. I had investors I had to, you know, stuff out. I had all types of, you know, capital ties up and um, lost everything. Lost all five houses, lost my personal house. Dang. That's how I ended up with Jay and like in the group of friends we had because they had they were doing property management, apartment building. Dang, they were like, yo, from that to picking up scooters. To picking up scooters, God, bro. Literally really? in the span of six months. You know what I'm saying? Less than Whoa. that. Whoa. Yeah. So five houses. I, you, you couldn't tell me nothing at the time. I was flipping like crazy. Humbling. I was flipping houses. I started flipping houses with a thousand houses in my name and went to, you know, ended up doing five houses. And just, it was just a crazy wild ride. So emotions, to the point, is a very significant part of this game. If you don't know how to manage both greed and fear, right? Because those are two emotions that operate in the market. If you don't know how to manage both of those, you're, mm. you're going to be screwed. So that's uh, it's massive. Goodness man. gracious. Clay, man. Yeah, bro. I got to yeah. say thank you. For sure, for sure. But you're, you're going to, like, first off, I need to get in the group. 
Yeah, okay, because so. I, I'm, I'm more interested now more than ever before. Now I don't want to set my alarm for one, three, and five. Yeah, no, nah, we ain't doing that. And I think my kids actually set their alarm because it's like <laughs> my, my one kid gets yeah. up at one, then the other one's at three, then like it's it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't have to be that vested into the game. I can I can just I can do my little thing. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. I, I can sure. make a couple of dollars. Yeah, yeah. By understanding, getting in, out, maybe do some long-term stuff, and I learned all that exactly. in the G-Code. Right, and that's what I was going to say is that the first thing we want to do is really figure out what your trading strategy needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your personality? What are your goals, right? Where are you trying to get to? Because you can easily get swept up in the day-to-day, like, booms and busts of the market, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so if that's what you go into, day trading or swing, whatever it may be, you find that first and foremost – and then from there, start building around that. You know, certain indicators, certain candlestick patterns will be more useful to you, right? And then you identify those and you start executing. When someone comes into the cheat code, is there some sort of like questionnaire or something where we find that out? First? Yeah, so there's a personality test that will, you know, you take. Now, it's not our personality test. It's a personality test that's out there. I do, we should work on one for us, though. Like something that like actually, you know what I'm saying? You Man, know what we David, they, this is a you know, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should work on a personality test that's ours. You feel me? Balance, you know what I mean? Let's get that straight. Right? But yeah, something like that, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, you take a personality test to tell you like, okay, you're more likely a day trader, you're more likely a swing trader, more likely long term. Uh, and then from there, you know, you come in. Now, again, our, our community is very day trade heavy, right? Um, but we do exit have swing trading, long term, stuff like gotcha. that. Okay. How, how much time do I need if I want to be a day trader? How much time do I want to be a, do I need if I'm a swing trader? Uh, so you got day traders that trade for an hour a day. You got day traders that trade for all, you know, seven hours mm. in the market. Um, it's really going to be dependent. You build it around your lifestyle, right? Okay. Uh, what I will say. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. that's my best friend, Brandon. And uh, he's he's got one. He ain't got no job. Oh, okay. He's yeah, actually okay. retired from the military. Yeah. So he'll <laughs> well, look. He got nothing to do. I mean, yeah. he, he does like, uh, he puts on tournaments for kids, football and stuff like that. It's really cool. But yeah, um, yeah so we're going to be partners. Yeah, well, look, y'all, y'all, don't let it, don't let it stress y'all out now. <laughs> y'all might not be partners after that. <laughs> so that's enough. <laughs> oh, for sure. You <laughs> lose our brand, dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've seen it happen, man. I've seen it happen a couple times. So I love um, that, man. But yeah, what I will say though is that what it takes, you know, overall to be like proficient. Mm-hmm. You know, to actually start making money on your own, it typically takes about three months, two to three months of like solid study and applying the information yeah. before you are, you know, it really sinks in all the way, yeah. right? When you're executing consistently. It's not something that happens overnight, but it is something if you put the work into, it's, I mean, it's super successful, I mean, for gotcha. a lot of people, so. Okay. I, I got, uh, one last question. I'm seeing a lot of, um, there's a lot of companies that, you can invest in and then they trade the money and give you these returns. I'm seeing a lot of them. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't believe in that at all. I lost some money one time. Yeah. I bet. Twice actually. Yeah, I bet. Because it just, it seemed like yeah. it was too good to be true. Yeah, and it no. was. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a hedge fund, like you're putting your money into mm-hmm. a hedge fund, right? Which is properly management managed and you know, the management and mm-hmm. you know, they have a track record. Right, like that's different, you know. But these, a lot of these, you know, type of companies like that, I don't subscribe to it at all. Um, even when it comes to the cheat code, I never will tell anybody it's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. People have asked us to make automated versions of it, and I don't believe in it. You know, I think that people should learn how to uh, to do it, mm-hmm. um, how to apply it, because that way you are in control of your money, right? Nobody's gonna take care of your money like you are. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's a skill set. And then on top of that, this is a skill set that you pass down. My dad introduced this to me at 13, right? Had he not just passed down that tidbit that he gave to me now, I wouldn't be doing this now. I wouldn't have had a skill set that I could have, you know, built in a life from, right? I've lo- I've rebuilt my life multiple times, you know, mm. and it all came back down to trading, right? From incarceration to coming home to losing in real estate and, and having to start over, it all, trading was always a foundation, for being able to come back, right? Mm. So it's a skill set. Once you learn it, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, my mom always said, like, you know, they can take anything from you. They can take your degrees from you. They can take whatever from you. You can't take what's inside your head, right? And so it's a very true thing. So you'd want to learn it and give it to your kids, yeah. your nieces, nephews, next generation. You know, that's how we keep generational wealth going. So, yeah, being up and then broke in six months. Mm. What's that like dating? Did you have some joys that thought you was really up? Did it bounce like no. so, <laughs> you picking up scooters, bro? Yeah, nah. no. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I was in a relationship at the time. Word. Yeah, relationship definitely took a lot of bruises. Ended for sure. Um, over a lot of other things as mm-hmm. well that kind of played into that. But um, that, yeah, that losing all your bread that has something to loses, do with it. It's a big. It's a big part of it for yeah. sure. I mean, um, because you know when everything's all good, you know they tap it's you for good. stuff. They ask you for this. Help me with that. Give me some money for that. Da, 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 whatever it may be. And then you know when it's all bad, it's it's very stressful. Yeah. Um, and same thing. You know, it's happened multiple times. You know. Um, but funny enough, though. Funny enough. Do you think you're my for best sure relationships? Rich now? My, my best relationships came when I was broke. But you said what? You think you're for sure rich now? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. No more bouncing. No more bouncing. But but it's because it's because of being very intentional about what I'm doing with the money. It's not about like trying to get there in a, a month. Like before I was trying to get there and like, I need to get there now. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, you know, we got capital coming in. We have a solid business. You know, we have a solid, you know, um, portfolio. You know, where do I do with it now? Where do I put it? So that's actually, you know, e- even to that point right now, a big thing for, for me and Jay is actually moving that money into land investing. Right. And so we partnered with, uh, with, with our guys, um, Acre Boys. They, they, they've, phenomenal, phenomenal guys. They do um, land flipping and land investing. So they find land at like 20, 30% on a dollar. Mm. And um, absolutely, can they just bought like a um, a 260 acre plantation in Mississippi. That's actually what we were doing out here. When wow. I told you I was going to Mississippi. Mm. So we went to go check it out. Um, they bought for 3 million. They're listening for seven, right? And like they put $0 wow. out of their own pocket. What? Yeah, crazy. It's I a mean, whole different game. Okay, all right, yeah, Investors, well, nice. I'll get you connected with them. Gotcha. They're solid, okay. but um, but they basically been finding this land. They just found us a fifty acre property. Uh, we're moving money into for like fifty two grand, um, and it's like thirty percent under market value because they go direct to the sellers. Wow. Um, so yeah, just solid. So we're moving money into that space, into land investing, into um, multifamily real estate, which I know you're big on. You know what I mean? I know you're well, doing your sure. thing with the real estate. So, but that's that's solidifying. You know what I'm saying? So, gotcha. I love it. Yeah, Corey, yeah. thank you so much, my brother. Yeah. This is uh this has been very, very enlightening. And um I, I, I really am like blown away because no one's ever been able to like really truly explain it and show it to me and yeah. make it make sense. Yeah. And I and now like when people put those posts, I You can know what's going on. I can know what's yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. right? And I, I really am excited to like learn the skill, kind of yeah. put a couple dollars in there. What's the least amount you can start with? You can start with whatever, man. I mean Least amount in options would be like $100. I say $100. All right, right, cool. Now, $100 is a good point. And, and, you know, people will also talk about um, 
what we call paper trading, mm -hmm. which is trading with fake money. Right, right. That's, right. that's what I was going to ask, like a demo account, right? Yeah, but I, so I believe in using demo accounts to facilitate, to like learn how to execute. Yeah. But I don't believe in using demo accounts to learn how to trade. And what I mean by that is you don't want to get too used to using demo accounts because the emotion behind the money mm -hmm. is not there because yeah. it's not your money. So you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I made all this money. It's, that's cool, but it's not yours. So you can, you'll take risks that you wouldn't normally take. That's a fact. Right? That's a fact. And so using at least $100, at least it's going to give you that money. Even if you got a million dollars, you got $100 and that thing goes to 140, you're like, yeah, I didn't, you know, yeah. I did something. Of course, coming soon. Exactly. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, yo, thank you so yeah, much. So, sure. uh, so, can, is there a way that we can um, maybe offer, I don't know how much uh, cheat code is, yeah. but can we offer some sort of discount? Yeah, yeah we can do can discount. We, so what, so will, will we create a page where it's already discounted or they got to put in a discount code or what? Um, We'll do a discount code. You know, so okay. we'll, we'll create a page and you just enter the discount code in there. And can you make it social be, proof? Right, yep, social proof. Yep. Listen, y'all. Um, let's 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 grow wealth together, man. Let's grow wealth yeah. together. So uh, there will be a link, uh, probably in the video or below. Um, click that link. Use code Social Proof. If uh, you've been wondering, like, okay, what is this whole trading thing about? I actually, um, I actually was in the airport and I had another guest on the show, and this guy came up to me. He's like, "Yo, I just made like he was like it was some sort of thousand. It might have been like five thousand dollars, something like that." He's like, "Yo, I just made five thousand dollars trade because I watched one of your episodes." And I said, "Wow, congratulations!" I was like, "How long have you been trading?" He said, "Bro, I just saw the episode. And I just <laughs> like, I started. I learned it." Man. I was like, "Word that yeah, fast?" Because yeah. I'm thinking like you gotta be in for years. Yeah, you feel no, me? No. Uh, but like I'm starting to see that uh, trading is a viable way of making a lot of money and it's a career yeah. that you can have. You just got to study and learn it yeah. and kind of just have a coach and mentor. And I think the most powerful, powerful thing about what you have is your community. Yeah. So other people with involved. you, yeah. cause trading is typically a lonely sport but when yeah. you're doing it with a group. How many people in your community? So it's 18,000 people in our discord. There's about 4,000 active. Yeah. It's 18,000 people that have been in the discord. Not everybody's active though. Um, actively, it's probably about 4,000 people who are actively. 4,000? Yeah, yeah. But on the live trading floor, typically there's only a couple hundred people maybe at a time. Maybe like three or 400. But you got four. That's impressive, bro. And nothing grows like that unless it works. Yeah. You can't yeah. market your way into that. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it has to work. And people say, hey, come in, check it out. We're doing this together. So yeah. that's amazing. Quay, thank you so much, man. Yeah, uh, make sure y'all click the link below. Um Give me like maybe like one or two testimonials of maybe somebody who maybe came in and you was like, I don't know if this person going to make it, but I don't know. Like any, any stories Damn, of any geez. testimonials that you have that, uh, that man, maybe is, is most oh, emotional man. to you. Can, can we call them? Huh? Can, can I call them instead of telling you about them? Yeah, call, call, call them. Call, call, call Bucky real quick, man. Yeah. Who? Oh, Bucky, one of our guys. He he Bucky. actually he has one of the dopest stories. He he came in to the group. He's one of the first people that was in the in the group with me. I taught him, um, and he one know, of the first people in the group. Yeah, yeah. He started with us. You know, maybe we had maybe about thirty people at the time. Um, and he went from you know he's a rapper. He had you know was working on his rap career. Didn't really have a whole lot of job income type of situation. Right. He had a family. Uh, his sister, you know, passed and left four kids. Uh, I think mm. four or five kids, and he had to take care of the kids and stuff like that. And he, um, literally through trading, was how he was able to 
I, I remember when he started making his first trades and he, he blew his first account. He started with like $500, made like 700 and then blew it. And then I didn't hear from him for a little while. <laughs> he came back again. And then I remember he got his first 10 grand out the market. And uh, once he hit that 10K mark, it was, it clicked for him. And as I watched the click from, he now is our like lead instructor in the group. Actually, he wow. teaches, you know, thousands of people on a regular basis, um, you know, day in and day out. He is on the live trading floor with with Chrissy every day, leading the trades. And um, oh yeah, now his, his whole life is completely and his, his wife also is our Forex instructor. So she teaches Forex. Um, so, yeah, they made, wow. you know, an entire living from just trading. So now they're a trading family. So all the kids in their family are probably going to be. Little baby, baby traders. traders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He's not picking up. Uh, well, yeah, it's a must yeah, people, shouts out to Shouts out to Bucky. Man. Yeah, we'll put him on the site, man. We got, a, uh, you know, just people come in every day. We've had, we've had sessions, which I think one of the most important things that I've ever heard from our community, to me, obviously, because it relates to me, uh, we had um, a call that happened last year where, you know, grown men were on the call crying, like literally in tears mm. because... They just came home from prison or were, you know, incarcerated, formerly incarcerated. And once, like, all this stuff clicked, it just was a complete change in their life. And for people, like, who come from that background, it's just, it, there's so many doors that are shut in your face. And obviously, it's not exclusive to people who come from that type of background. Anybody, we got doctors in there. We got, you know, uh, was a dentist? You know, we got all types of people in there, right? Um, one of our actually most dedicated community members, she's like 70-something. Um, she's really dope. Uh, but yeah, long story short, man, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a skill set that I believe everybody, and I think everybody will have, because the way it's going right now, trading is such a common discussion right now in financial literacy. I think, you know, the next generation is going to be something that's going to be secondhand nature for most people, which I think it should be, because it's the only place where you can go in and you can, you know, without you having to do something physical with your hands or work for something, you can turn a dollar into $2, you know what I mean? Just by... <sighs> You know, using your mind, so bro, you're gonna have like a hundred thousand active members in this joint. Pull up, like pull up, pull because up. You are so good <laughs> at teaching it, and I would imagine that um, that your your leadership and between you and Jay, that's passed down to. I'm sure you kind of vet out other good teachers. Yeah, yeah for sure. I like what you're doing, man. Yo, listen, man. Make sure y'all rock with Quake. Click the link below. Uh, um, make sure you use promo code Social Proof. Uh, we will get you a discount. I don't know what the discount is, but even if off. it's we not do a discount, huh? We'll do half off. Half for you, man. Yeah, half off. Dang. Yeah. It's typically I'm two grand. That, but uh, yeah, yeah that's it's typically up. two grand. And, and also, we, we're launching a new a new service. It's called Trade Heroes by Cheat Code. We're going to be texting out every morning three trades before the market opens. Mm. And we're looking at taking for the day. So it gives you daily text straight to your phone of the top three trades. And we'll include that in that package also. So, so that just be in there after they get started. Oh, that's yeah. lit, man. So, all right, listen, man. Do, do me a favor. Again, I got to say thank you on behalf of myself, our live studio audience, but everybody else that's watching that their, their lives will soon be changed by just new information yeah. and I'm telling you I've I've talked to some people who make a bunch of money and I I'm never impressed by them or, or I just don't like them <laughs> there's not good yeah. people yeah you know what I mean mm -hmm. they're like a lot of people are arrogant and you just got like a really really good heart man I, I appreciate tell, you so. man no, that's real I appreciate that close this out with a word yeah. of wisdom man and um yeah we'll, we'll wrap this thing out Word of wisdom, um, I would say the word of wisdom I could give to anybody out there is 
Um, always put your best foot forward into improving yourself and the lives of other people. And I don't mean that just like, you know, theoretically. I mean, literally every day work towards something. It doesn't have to be trading. It doesn't have to be real estate. It doesn't have to be, you know, whatever it is, work towards something because time is going to come regardless. And this is something that I've been thinking about personally the past few weeks, which is why I'm saying it. Because I've been mm-hmm. talking to myself, I feel like I haven't really taken the time myself to improve in areas that I wanted to improve on uh, this past year, which is why I'm taking a big foot into, you know, some things I'm interested in, like mm-hmm. uh, real estate development, stuff like that. Shout out to Chris Senegal and, and you know, all the I guys on that side. Um, but, you know, always just take the time that you have on, you know, on a day-to-day basis to just improve it in some way, shape, or form. Obviously, listening to podcasts like this is a great way to do so as well. Uh, but just, you know, always do that. And not just for yourself, but teach somebody else. Each one, teach one is how we evolve. You know, it's how we grow. We have a wealth gap that we're trying to close, and y'all know what I'm talking about. So the only way for us to do that is to share the knowledge because generational wealth is not just passing down assets like stocks or real estate. It's also passing down information, right? And I'm a living testimony to that. You know what I mean? It's passing down information and thoughts, um, concepts, ways of thinking. Those are things we want to pass down to our kids, not just worrying about, you know, different, you know, assets or things. But obviously assets are important, but the most important asset is information. So biggest uh, word of wisdom I can leave y'all with. I love it. I love it, man. Make sure y'all follow this brother, man. Join the, uh, join the program. We can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof. And just like Quay said, um, you got to build something, but come back to your community and teach someone else how you did it. It's the only way our community grows. All right? We are out of here. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.